0: Baby Yoda won't stop terrorizing this poor frog family. This is Mando Spoilers.
1: Mando, it's Mando. Spoilers. It's Mando. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is your host, Stevie. And today, we have a full boat, and we are covering episodes three and four of Disney's amazing series, The Mandalorian. Let's go from Isis to Isis, and... Um, Let's go out and say, what's your favorite part of episode three? George?
1: I'm the Eastus. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: what a time. Okay,
1: yeah, this is Josh from Goshen. Um, you said this is episodes three and four. Just to clarify, that's three and four of the second season, which is actually chapters 11 and 12, I believe, right? Yes. Yep. Um. Okay, and my favorite part is probably how Baby Yoda plays with his food, and by that I mean the siblings of the eggs that he murdered last episode, he like plays all innocently with their siblings that have hatched and are now like trying to grow, (laughs) so presumably he's grooming them to be like fattening them up for the slaughter to eat later, (laughs) is all I can imagine. A true psycho. Uh,
2: Mikey, recording from Goshen, Indiana, and i like the little teaser of uh the dark saber bo katan asked that pilot about i don't know the history of the dark saber but we saw it that one time from moff gideon and i want to see mando swinging that thing around uh later in the in the season
3: all right this is a superhero correspondent pk recording from south bend indiana and uh my favorite part as a Clone Wars fan was the Ahsoka Tano name drop. I had like shit my pants a little bit, so yeah, that was cool.
4: You're an easy fan to please, PK. They just said Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> like, they said it. Oh,
3: oh. I, I knew she was supposed to be in this season too, which but still. Didn't expect that. Very cool. For sure.
5: Uh, this is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado. Um, a fair part of episode three was at the beginning uh, when their ship is making the the crash landing into like the harbor thing, and there's this Mon calamari, and his face is just kind of watching it, <laughs> this ship crash down <laughs> towards the the <laughs> ocean. And he just kind of like looks at it with this disgust after like crash lands in the harbor. That that was cracking
4: me up. <laughs> this is Corey, also known as kylo ren memes from simi valley california uh pappy i was gonna actually say the same thing as kind of like the funny moment that really caught my eye in this episode but uh, i guess i'll go with my actual favorite part which is the um mandalorians uh taking over this freighter the big action scene of the episode it's just so fucking cool man the blue mandalorians the night the blues blue guys
0: Female Mandalorians.
4: <laughs> and one dude.
0: <laughs> and one dude. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to say my favorite part. It's actually my least favorite part, and it's so petty to point out. Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas, directed this episode, and this episode contains something that drives me nuts in TV and in movies, and that's where... <coughs> The camera focuses in on a character we're probably going to get to know soon. And then when our main character looks over in that direction, they disappear with the crowd. I think that is the single biggest waste of time you can possibly have on screen.
4: Well, plus the reality of of a shot like that is that the person like ducks real quick, which is always silly (laughs) to think about.
2: Trip over some garbage cans and into the street
5: <laughs> it'd be hilarious yeah to see a fail of someone scurrying
4: away like a half second too late just in the middle of. The i mean there's a lot of that in the movie halloween which i always think about like he just ran away real quick like he can't disappear <laughs> he like scampers
5: <laughs> i was that hidden that person that we saw stevie that's not the female mando who shows up later is it is that somebody it is okay
4: yes
1: Kind of the most badass one. It's the one that dives underwater and gets Baby Yoda out of that uh, Sarlacc-looking water bug. Yeah,
4: very impressive doing that.
0: Yeah. um, This episode was kind of... Pappy kind of mentioned to me earlier today. It kind of felt like a video game Mm -hmm. and a tad like questy where it's like, go to the inn and meet this person. And you meet this person at the inn. You're going to go meet this person. Pat, did that bother you at all, or do you like that?
5: I mean, I'm pretty sure there's, like, four quests in Skyrim that kind of have the exact <laughs> same plot. You meet someone at an inn, you agree to help them, and then you end up being, like, a pirate-slash-bandit-type character and betraying you for something valuable that you have. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. It's it's very much Mando adventure of the week fair, and I think we talked about it last week, that, like, we haven't spent a lot of time on boats in Star Wars, and the fact that they were saying, you know, it's a couple hours sailing, like I, kind of, I don't think
4: that they've ever, like, I've never heard the term, like, sailing used in Star Wars before. No, man, I, I was thinking about the exact thing you said when they were on the ship, I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, they're on a ship? You can be on a ship? There's water in Star <laughs> Wars?
3: <laughs> I was thinking about Mikey last episode, where you were like, man, I just want to see different landscapes, like a jungler and I was like, when they pulled up to that port, and it looks like fucking, like, Seattle or something, I was like, yo, this is something we've definitely never seen in Star Wars mm. before.
4: Space Seattle, yeah.
1: <laughs> As we learned in Turner and Hooch in a lot of other movies, like anyone that wants to like take your deal down to the docks, give you minimal information, uh, you might want to look out. And like Admiral Akbar is like the only good thing to come out of this system, I swear. These guys are turds, these like squid. Who are these guys? The Davy Jones pirates? <laughs> yeah, who are they, Corey? Corey probably knows they're like race or whatever.
2: <laughs> They're Cthulhu monsters.
5: <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Got the Cthulhu from Lovecraft Finally. Country I've been waiting for. But like how stupid is it that it's like the brother
2: of the one? Well, I think they're all brothers. Yeah. I think they're all like spawned from the same <laughs> mass of eggs that some some trout same eggs? jerked off on or
0: something. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had that same thought.
0: No, but these are like. These are like the single worst pirates ever because a normal pirate would carry a gun. And the fact that like when they put Mando like underneath that cage, like in the pit, they're like, hit him with your pitchforks. It's all we have. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't love that part. But Kylo, as our official star Wars aficionado, what did we learn this week? That's mind blowing to Mando. Well, he finds some other
4: Mandalorians, which is what he's been looking for. He, Obviously, he needs to find Jedi, and he thinks that other Mandalorians will have some info on Jedi, which it turns out he's correct about. But uh, the big reveal in this episode is Bo-Katan and her small crew, the Night Owls, like uh, PK said. He meets up with some other Mandalorians, and of course he gets a quest in typical The Mandalorian fashion, but uh, they're not the same as him. They, they don't have the same like exact rituals.
1: Yeah, it's like the Evangelicals versus the Baptists. They got these different sects in
4: here, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it turns out he's more like a,
4: the Scientologists of Mandalorians. Like, they're kind of like the outcast cult. He's like the Amish of the
0: Mandalorians.
4: <laughs> that's better, yeah. They
0: don't even take off their helmets. It's how ass-backwards they are.
5: Barn-raising Mandalorian <laughs> scene.
2: Can't wait for it. Corey, for those of us who aren't nerds, what is like the significance of Bo-Katan? Who is she?
4: Well, I'll let PK take a lot of it, but the short answer is that she's in The Clone Wars and Rebels. The last time we saw the Darksaber was in her hands, by the
2: way. You saw it with her in that show, not like anything else? In Rebels, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: so Bo-Katan is like her family has been like in charge of Mandalore for a long time. And her actual Clone Wars story, I don't go into it too much because I know you guys are about to potentially start going through that and putting episodes out for that. Um, but her sister was the Duchess of Mandalore and kind of ruled. And she was trying to bring in this new peaceful generation. And she was actually a love interest to young Obi-Wan and uh mo was trying to keep it more of the like warrior ways of the mandalore and all this stuff and eventually darth maul kills her sister and they it's it's kind of a long story but long story short like kylo memes said uh she ends up with the dark saber and becomes like the lady of mandalore and she is the last person we see with the dark saber before we see moff gideon with it at the end of season one so her coming She's into this show, apparent, and merging, you might say, yeah, merging these two Star Wars stories and universes together is like a huge deal. So, hmm. hopefully, that'll kind of answer your question, Mikey.
2: Maybe I should start
1: watching that show. Well, I think that's interesting because there's a ton of backstory, like a lot of world building that's rich there. But, Pappy was saying before we started recording that he had trouble like remembering details from this episode. Do you think they kind of fell into that trap a little bit or something? This episode, it wasn't exciting for you,
2: Pat.
5: I mean, I'm a super casual star Wars person. The only media I've consumed outside of like the nine films are the holiday special, which we did a <laughs> podcast on and now the Mandalorian. <laughs> so this is, I, I, I don't know. Like I, it felt like it, I was kind of missing out on a lot of things that, were like, uh, my level of Star Wars knowledge. I, Steve, we're, like, on the same boat. I mean, did you, did you track what was happening in this episode? I had a hard time.
0: Not necessarily. I mean, I kind of wish they would keep Rebels or whatever happens in Clone Wars somewhat separate for this show. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because now I'm going to go watch those shows to see how it crosses over. And I'm sure I'll love it, but... <clears throat> one thing I don't like that this episode does even the fourth episode does is when it comes to shows like these and like like the Mandalorian is our main character we're not taking side episodes like he is the main person and we learn as we go with him like I don't like it how they've shown Moff Gideon so much like without his knowledge Hmm. that's like one thing that bothers me I think it's like the one actual misstep this show has made so far is like constantly showing Moff Gideon without Mandalorian's knowledge. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I
4: do feel a bit jarred when we leave his point of view, which we see some of in episode 12, which is the one we haven't got to yet. But uh, it's strange to me to not be at his point of view, for sure. I have
1: one other note on episode 3 of this season, Stevie. And that the frog lady, her husband, thought it was a really missed opportunity to make him something... Wild and unexpected. Could he have been like a twenty-five foot, like toad-looking ugly mass, or just some- <laughs> Jar Jar Binks? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like
0: he was just so—just not a replica of his wife, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And then they just like went happily ever after, minus the f- three plus that Yoda murdered. But like, I don't know. I th- I thought something weird or dark could have happened with that storyline. And it, they played it really straight.
0: I thought so too. And my heat end this episode. I mean, there's a giant firefight, and what's kind of going on? Like we see Moff Gideon again, and what do you think? Like his end game is so far, like in this episode.
2: Uh, well, I think he's just kind of like building up. Uh. An army i guess like in secret with the empire I, I don't know there seems to be like a lot of secret bases still under operation for the empire that not a lot of people know about mm-hmm. and it seems like he's in charge of them and i guess he knows that mando is alive i mean of course he probably does but i don't think mando has no idea that he's alive and i think Moff gideon is now on the hunt for mando just kind of hunting him down and I think he has like a tracker in his, spit, in his uh, ship now after some repairs so he's definitely got the upper hand on him Mando doesn't know it
0: yeah we get the uh, the hologram of Moff Gideon in episode 3 and Titus Welliver what an awesome dude he goes out a very noble way he <laughs> bites his teeth extra hard and he dies uh, which is an awesome idea for the future Futuristic synagogue. Um, Was <laughs> it like a, something out of? Yeah,
5: something out of Dune, where he had like a pill or something <laughs> in his mouth. The Man with the Tan. Steve, I have a question for you about Moff Gideon. Yep. I feel like, like I said earlier, I, th- I feel like we were on the same level of Star Wars knowledge. What do, what do you watch The Mandalorian for? Adventure of the Week, or any kind of like overarching story question?
0: This is. Where it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of at a crossroads with the show. I mean, I still love it, it's my favorite show on TV right now, but I don't like it because we'll get into it with episode four. Like, it's overarching story, like two episodes back to back. I understand if people think like episode of the week is filler, but to me, that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's like a different movie each week, there's so many different stories you can tell. I think going to Moff Gideon two episodes in a row and not spacing them, Like you could have put <clears throat> this episode maybe in five or six. I don't think it, you need to go back to back with it in three and four. But like I'd rather get episode of the week than overarching each week.
1: Hmm. I hope they got something held back more than Moff Gideon. And maybe they're getting ready <laughs> to like. Uh, peak his climate, like peak his story arc sooner. I mean, if he ends up being the ultimate bad another season, maybe that wouldn't be as good. Is that kind of what you're saying, Stevie? Like-
0: well, yeah, but I mean, as I said, like the Star Wars universe is infinite. There's so many mm-hmm. different places you can go. And I think just to stay in that bubble of like Moff Gideon buildup isn't all that exciting to me
5: in terms of like the actual story that's like moving like almost like virtually nothing kind of happens in these two episodes like w- and, and at the end of episode 2 Mando knew that he needed to find a Jedi at the end of episode 4 his ship is better <laughs> and he now still knows he needs to go find a Jedi you know what I mean the only thing that's really changed is like the condition of his ship over the course of two episodes which I'm totally down with but yeah I- I'm with you like More of Baby Yoda connecting the wires, less of, I don't know, (laughs) whatever the dark saber
2: is. (laughs) Well, he keeps getting roped into quests, and then the quests end up being about the overarching arc of, like, the whole show. Mm -hmm.
4: I think what's going to happen is that things are going to build up, maybe not even this season, but eventually with, like, all the friends he's made along the way and allies for some kind of, you know, epic Avengers-style Showdown, where they have to finally take down Moff Gideon and whatever forces he's creating that we get teased at the end of the next episode.
0: I would love that, especially if Bill Burr was there. Oh, I hope so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I keep forgetting he was in this
2: show. I
0: would love that. But, uh yeah, at the end of this episode, Bo-Katan tells uh, the Mandalorian where to go. And... Pap, kind of on your note earlier about when he puts the ship in the water and he tells that guy to fix it up, I love it when he leaves and the guy just goes, I'll put fuel in it. Like, I absolutely love that line. Um, but speaking of adorableness, episode four, PK, how awesome was the intro with Baby Yoda and Mandalorian? Oh, my gosh.
3: Uh, yes, it was awesome. Like, the the fact that he's, like, like... Why would they make the ship like that where he can't access <laughs> that part of the ship? Because it seems like it's something crucial that they need. But the fact that he's like trusting a 50 year old baby <laughs> that can't communicate very well <laughs> to try to connect these and he clearly has no clue what he's doing. As your superhero correspondent, it reminded me a lot of Baby Group.
1: Yes. yes.
3: In Guardians Volume 2 and it was fucking awesome. And the fact that you know he like actually zapped himself and he coughs and there's the smoke and like the puppetry <laughs> in that scene is awesome with baby Yoda, but it's great physical comedy.
1: One thing that I love is that I get the sense that like if baby Yoda could just like focus in for like 2 seconds, he could easily do any of the tasks, but he's like <laughs> such a spacehead. He's just like He's so like enthralled with every little thing. He can't possibly like focus on a blue wire and a red wire.
5: And something else, Stevie too. I think like, like I said, I'm a very Star Wars casual. My fiance is as even I've seen like maybe one Star Wars movie, and like walking by whatever Baby Yoda's on, it's like she'll stop in her tracks and like watch like the scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Baby Yoda hits it, like even like a lower common denominator of like I think anyone can just sit and watch baby yoda do stuff and it's just fucking adorable all day
0: it's funny you say that because my wife found the first episode of mandalorian somewhat boring where i thought it was amazing and what really hooked her into the show was baby yoda then eventually it was like yeah we got to watch every episode but pap (sighs) mandalorian is not going to be able to get to the Jedi planet he needs to get to without a few repairs. We're gonna go meet some old friends. Who do we meet?
5: We meet uh, Arrested Development's Carl Weathers, Yes. and uh, Gina Carano uh, in her last episode, presumably <laughs> of The Mandalorian.
4: So <laughs> very exciting. Can you expand on that? What's the controversy?
5: I don't. I don't fully know for sure. It sounds like. Um, she was. It stemmed from someone noticing that she didn't have her pronouns in her profile, and it evolved into her making an account on a site called Parlor, which has been sort of a harbor for people who have been expelled, like from sites like Reddit, like slash r slash the Donald people, kind of gathered on that site. So a very kind of conservative, maybe even conservative conspiracy theory esque site. Hard alt right. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if she's been publicly condemned technically by the Walt Disney Corporation but I mean I don't know Stevie did you, you knowing Disney it doesn't like, she's on thin fucking ice.
0: Yeah and especially cuz I don't think Dis, like this show like no one watches this show just for Gina Carano. So no. No, and she's also runs very slow in this episode. It was appalling at one point. She's
4: got her simp grade, though. I mean, there's, there's, she's got her fans. Wait a second. I gotta call
1: Stevie out. What last year when the first when the first stuff about the pronouns came out, you were convinced that this was her like PR team.
0: Not last couch. year, this is like a month ago <laughs> Last it seems year like, Seems like
1: years ago and 2020 now, is doing and things to the brain Here's Josh <laughs> I, think, I think you are confusing this Because the pronouns thing happened a while ago And more recently she's been saying like Something like racism in America is a myth. Something race,
0: like... dude. She liked a tweet that said racism in America is a myth. <laughs> that's
1: messed
5: up. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so <laughs> messed up. I thought she was going for the whole, you know, turn heel for attention, then go quiet and then be on Star Wars and people love her again, and then that didn't happen. She just went full blown OAN out there stuff that's incredibly offensive. <laughs>
5: And I think to like PK's point, I, I think he was the one that said that. It's it's just she's not worth it. You know what I mean? No. Like, Some
3: of her lines in this episode were so like not cringy, but just like like generic. for example, like when she pulls up that ship that they hijack, she's like, Are you gonna get in or what? Like, it, like just the way she said it's just like, God, like that's that's it. Like Or they're pinned down it's and not convincing at all and just mm-hmm. It's just not the greatest acting.
0: Yeah, we're like when they're pinned down with Horatio Sands. He's like, we're not going to make it. And Gina Carano just goes, is that so? And literally <laughs> runs runs two miles an hour over to a gun. Painfully slow. But um, Josh, what's kind of the overall mission of this episode once we get to Navarro?
1: The mission is thinking about why they didn't spend the entire episode with Yoda in the cl- Baby Yoda in
2: the classroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? We just learned about the planets and the
2: systems. Just a write-off episode. So, just, nothing advances in the plot. Mando just comes back all beaten <laughs> up and we spent the whole time with Baby Yoda.
1: Can I actually talk about that a little bit, Stevie? Because Have at it, it man. finally dawned on me and maybe I'm just slow to picking this up but Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. Remember he's like all like wily about food and like stealing Mm -hmm. Luke's snacks and like tearing (laughs) his granola bars apart and stuff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I think that like, I love that aspect they're bringing to baby Yoda and like expanding it. And like so much of what he does and thinks about just comes back to food. And they got these, what PK calls macaroons, what I call teal Oreos. And he force pulls them off of a neighbor student's desk and starts chowing down and there's like nothing that student can do about it it's pretty amazing it's like the cutest thing i've ever
2: seen in my life the cat that kid is disgusting <sighs> the way he's eating those macaroons he's got the spit bubbles yeah yeah
3: also, love that like everybody's been waiting for Baby Yoda to do these profound things with the Force powers, and he just <laughs> the the first time he uses it this season is to fucking steal some teal Oreos slash macaroons from this jerk kid who won't give him any. Do you
0: like that PK? That like because I mean, in the first season of The Mandalorian, it was kind of like, "How is Baby Yoda going to save Mando now?" And they've really pulled back from that.
3: I think. I mean, I don't mind it. I, I I like the Mandalorian being badass and getting mm-hmm. himself out of situations himself. But uh, I think they're hopefully building towards you know him doing something better and and stuff. But at the same time, it's like I don't think Baby Yoda knows exactly what he's doing either. So it's, mm-hmm. it's he's still got a lot to learn, and he knows obviously he has these powers, but I think he doesn't know when or how to use them correctly yet. Until he's like, it's like he's pushed up against a wall and he's like, it's like a fight or flight type thing. Like, that's how it seemed like in the first season.
1: He can grab those teal Oreos with like thousand year old Buddhist monk levels of like (laughs) concentration that people would like live and die lifetimes (laughs) to try to attain. And at the same time, he can't like plug the blue wire into the red port. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, it's beautiful.
3: I <laughs> also like that he's kind of developing like a little voice. You see him here making more like actual audible sounds now instead of like coos and shit. Like he, he's. I don't know if we'll ever hear him like speak words like Yoda did, but he's definitely starting to like have a voice. And, and will just,
4: he talk like Yoda or like a normal person? Man, no. Who knows. Hopefully he's not an
2: idiot like Yoda was. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, Mando's kind of like loosening up around him. Just kind of like lifting up his helmet and baby Yoda's getting a peek. Just a little and bit. I want to I wanna see that Pedro Pascal mustache peeking out from underneath that Mando helmet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I think Bo-Katan and, and the other Mandos got to him a little bit. And I think eventually he's going to start loosening up on his... Religious zealot ways,
0: I think so too. Oh, even the Mandalorians have an Amish sect. But Pappy, <laughs> what do you think of the action in this episode? Because I think this is one of the more action packed episodes that we get, uh, we've had in a long time. Uh, do you think Carl Weathers did a good job with directing?
5: Yeah, I thought he did an excellent job. I mean, it feels like. To me, it felt like some OT classic, you know, Star Wars action. You know, obviously aided by having you know the classic stormtroopers and, mm-hmm. and um, Empire. Uh, I don't know what you call them, generals or whatever. There, but yeah, a lot of like humor too with the people following some like uh, some like almost remixed Wilhelm screams. It sounded like someone like was yes. doing an impression of a Wilhelm scream <laughs> at one point, which I thought was awesome. I noticed but- that too but yeah I thought in terms of like an actual action too you know it, it it is very earnest I don't I'll be honest I don't know if I really under I, I, it's a lab right uh, that's what's happening in there, and they're trying to grow force sensitive beings in this lab I don't really know if I understand the premise of why they're there again but like seeing them Were there they is cool failed Palpatines is Snoke inside there yeah I'm pretty sure Snoke's in there dang
2: that sucks though right no <laughs> This is the real Snoke, though, and Mando, the one that doesn't get chopped in half almost immediately.
4: (laughs) Uh, To expand on what you were saying, Pappy, like, I I gotta also say, like, I love how a new hope this whole sequence is in terms of them trying Mm -hmm. to destroy the base, like the the control panels without railing, Mm -hmm. you know, ducking behind corners, shootouts with stormtroopers, and even to the point where they're in a literal trench run at the end. And then the Han Solo esque figure swoops in and saves their ass. It's got such nostalgia feels for me, and it was awesome. This is
1: episode four of the season, and the whole pl- this whole planet is on the line. That's the kind of stakes we're talking about here.
3: Can we take a moment to appreciate like Star Wars like sound effects? Oh
1: yeah.
3: yes, like, they're just so yeah. good. Like like for like a small one that comes to mind is when they shut down the reactor just to. <laughs> i fucking love that shit and then like the tie fighters and and all that is so cool and like the action when he shoots the one down and all of a sudden he's like he kind of shuts the engines yes. down and there's like a full-on 180 and then like that i love i've talked about this on the pod like i love action scenes with no music and they like cut the music out on that and like you hear that click of like the thing like locking back into place and then he just fucking launches it it's so cool
5: I'm with you. The sound of the TIE fighters is like an all time great sound effect, but I don't want to skip over the M. What is the M count or whatever? Like Kyle, the reason that that sucks is I don't want to think about the sequel trilogy at all (laughs) ever again. And if it's, if this is literally going to be, this is the, like the, that was like one of like this or, you know, the same sort of experiment that's ended up leading to the Snokes. Like, again, it's got to be so small world. Like, I would assume that there'd be lots of, like, failed experiments and efforts trying to get things going. I would hate it, fucking hate it, if that's, like, Palpatine or, like, literally Snoke they're trying to grow. I I
4: don't know. Well, it probably is, so get ready to hate it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm ready. (laughs) But they they did a prequel and sequel call in one fell swoop there when they said the M count, which obviously is... Midichlorian count, which is a prequel term exclusively, I believe.
2: So stupid. The McDonald's count. How many McDonald's are in this? this system. <laughs> 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 what
1: is the like room that Moth Gideon's in at the end with all like the Darth
4: Vader robots on the wall? Like, what? What
0: is that thing? Clones of him.
4: Well, obviously they don't tell us, so we can only speculate. Um, some people on. Uh, in comment sections that I've seen are saying they're like these like really high powered droids that are from legends that are actually good because <laughs> you know most droids in the <laughs> in the prequels and stuff are really weak um, some other people are saying they're like force-sensitive clones so I don't know what That'd they'll be, be
3: cool. but cool. those are some yeah I've heard somebody say the term dark trooper which is apparently yeah like something like you said like a more powerful like clone slash droid slash stormtrooper which would be pretty intense i mean especially if we're gonna get like a dark saber and shit like that we're gonna they're gonna need something more powerful to to deal with enemies like that
4: plus ahsoka is gonna need some fodder when we see her you know she's gonna need to kill some someone that look is probably gonna be overtaking mando and she'll come to the rescue we'll see if that plays out
3: i think she's gonna show up next episode because i've I've seen that dave filoni it's like the only episode of the season that's not written by john favreau is i think episode five which is written by dave filoni who created clone wars and if you haven't seen clone wars ahsoka tano probably one of the best characters in the star wars universe and she's got such a cool arc so like i'm very excited to see how that turns out into the live action.
2: So Filoni was the one that drew uh Katie Sackhoff to look exactly like uh this Mandalorian. <laughs> like they I've seen the cartoon of Katie of uh, yeah, of that character and it's like one to yeah, one one to one. He does
3: the voice too for for the, oh, the, the that's animated awesome. yeah. uh character too, which yeah, so I think I think that was the end game, you know, like hopefully someday they'd be able to do what they did in episode three, which I think for him, for her, I think it's super cool. Because a lot of people, yeah, like they'd recognize her right away from just the voice.
2: Yeah.
1: I've seen all of Battlestar Galactica, and I barely recognized her in this episode, which was crazy. But I would I would love to know, Stevie, do you like how they're treating like Rebel Alliance uh, Y-Wing guys as like... Old Town, good old boy Andy Griffith sheriffs, like, around town?
0: I don't understand it. Um, Is that the same guy we got from Episode 2?
1: Yeah, I think he's the one that's like, these are trying times. (laughs) It's dangerous here in the West. I don't know, Um, I I love it for some some reason.
0: I don't get it. I mean, I understand. I don't know. I, the reason I think that last scene like even happened with Cara Dune is just to get Gina Carano off the show. And she's like, I'm not a joiner, Blue. And like, three episodes from now, when uh, Carl Weathers is making a stew, Mando's going to go, hey, where's Cara? And he's going to be like, oh, she was a joiner. And that's going to be that. And then she like, dies in space battle. So never be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be narrated and... Uh, Carl Weathers is just gonna be talking, and Cara Dune's ship is just gonna explode in space, and that'll be it. <laughs> that'll be the last we
3: ever hear. I don't her. think
4: so, but we'll see. I guess.
3: You think we'll see more? I did like that scene, yeah. you know. Like that guy, the guy, like he's a good actor. I think he he brought some good emotion to that scene. You know, just being very like um, empathetic with her, and and you know, because Alderon, you know, like if you like it, fucking blew up. So I think it's. It's cool that, you know, they shared it, the trauma and, you know, it was just a cool moment seeing the rebel medal or whatever that was that he gave her. I thought that was cool.
5: It is kind of uh, I I don't know if tone deaf is the right word. You know, did you lose anybody when your whole fucking home planet blew up? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I lost a couple people Surprising. when came out. came out
2: pretty clean on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: We were all on vacation. You know what? It was crazy.
1: <laughs> My whole Facebook friend group, gone. <laughs> Not one remaining contact. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Space.
3: Nice. <That's>
0: good. <laughs> so I guess I'll throw it out to the group. Um, where do you guys think it'll go from here? Like, do you think... Mando will continue kind of this Moff Gideon story in and out, or do you think we'll get adventure of the week next week? Cause he, we have the, the, the beacon in his ship. So I wonder if they're going to hit that immediately or just wait a few episodes.
5: I'm going to predict that Mando is going to arrive somewhere either he will need their help or they will need his help and he will participate in an adventure that will facilitate (laughs) him getting to the next planet.
2: (laughs) He will earn exactly 1000 experience points and level up and acquire a piece of gear. (laughs) He will (laughs) unlock
5: a new world that he can fast travel to at any time. If he needs to go back.
0: Does anybody know how many episodes in this, like, uh, how many episodes this season will be?
3: Eight. I think it's eight again.
0: I think this will be the episode then he loses Baby Yoda. Don't say that. <gasps> oh my god.
2: Wherever he goes, the baby goes.
0: I think the stakes are going to change real hard. Because you have an episode where you're showing them bonding. He He's repeatedly saying wherever he goes, I go. And I think this is where Baby Yoda is going to fall in the hands of someone real sinister. I say
2: we, we get the dark troopers that take baby yoda and then we get ahsoka tan or whatever her name is to come help mando and get him back that's how we've tied all of those theories together
3: i i think I, I think he'll get to corvus is the planet that bo-katan tells him to go to to find ahsoka and i think he'll arrive there in the next episode and i think we'll get ahsoka at the very end of the episode. like yeah I, I could see that happening stevie where something happens to baby Yoda and I think it would make the show like obviously that would kind of take away from the adventure of the week but Mm -hmm. you know it would bring a lot more emotional weight to this show if he actually gets taken for more than one episode and it's actually like you gotta go fucking rescue baby Yoda
4: I want to give my answer but I also want to ask a question in part of that do you guys think that baby Yoda will die because he is not in the sequels, not mentioned. Is he on his own separate planet doing his own thing, or is he done for?
2: He sacrifices himself for
4: Mando.
0: I think he'll become the next Mandalorian.
3: I don't know. I never even thought of that as a possibility. But now <laughs> you said it, I could I could like I c I don't think they would do it, but I could see that happening.
1: Corey, how old would he would Baby Yoda be in the sequels if he were alive or
4: whatever? Like ninety or something.
3: Yeah,
0: it'd 10, be like not that much older. So he'd be saying like complete sentences.
1: Yeah, is that like adolescent Yoda? Is that R- <laughs> yeah, that's rum Yoda? Yoda? Oh, that's true. He'd be, like, Yoda. <laughs> he'd be like a teenager.
4: He wouldn't want to like get involved in all that. He just wants to like make his music or whatever. He just wants to play games, <laughs>
2: hang with the boys.
0: <laughs> oh, Pat, do you have something you're gonna say earlier? I feel like, I don't know,
5: if you take off, if you take away Baby Yoda, Stevie, how much longer could the show go without seeing Pedro Pascal's face? You know what I mean? Like, don't you get to if, if we don't have the expressions and the emotion of Baby Yoda, like, it's going to be a cold fucking show if we can't see Mando's face at that point.
0: Yeah. But also, like, do you remember waking up at Josh's parents' house when we were younger? And either Rifleman or Gunsmoke would constantly be on. The smell of bacon. (laughs) The smell of bacon, bacon, uh, Gunsmoke, or the Rifleman would be on. A bowl
5: of popcorn seeds on the floor. uh, (laughs) I
0: I would just look at it like that. Like, you know, what's the Mandalorian up to this week?
5: (laughs) I don't know if I track the analogy, but yes, I agree. (laughs) 100%. I
1: don't know. Stevie last season you one of the big quotes that I remember is you saying that Disney didn't know what they had in Baby Yoda. And I think no clue. I think now they do, obviously, and I think I think they're willing to throw a lot of things in this stew. Like I don't (laughs) think it's gonna be I think the scale's gonna be big. I think they're gonna like continue doing canon changing
4: events. Well if I'm
0: like a merchandise director for Disney, I'm making for sure that nothing happens to Baby Yoda.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, I don't know. Like, John Favreau clearly, like, superseded them when he didn't have the Baby Yoda merch in time for Christmas last year. So, like, I don't know how much the marketing merch guys have power, you know?
0: It, it, it took him 21 films to kill Iron Man. Believe me, nothing's happened to Baby Yoda. <laughs> um but for the audience listening at home i was in disney world pre-pandemic and this is after the mandalorian had already come out i was scouring all the parks looking for anything baby yoda or a mandalorian and they had nothing that's like <coughs> that's why i said i don't think they had a clue of what they had but um you guys have any other thoughts on this app anything i miss anything i want to discuss
1: Carl Weathers slaps hands hard with Mando, just like in Predator. Did you see that?
4: I saw. It was in there. Forearm shake. Check out our Predator podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how do you? How do you guys? Uh, how are you guys feeling about like the the carousel of like directors that they and even like giving the actors a, a, a turn at it? Like, I think it's pretty cool because then you get like groupthink instead of just one person's soul vision, I think that can get kind of cloudy with it. From what the I understand,
4: day. it's pretty typical of TV shows to operate that way. Like, the showrunner and the writers have most of the control when it comes to TV show productions, I believe. If Kevin Smith is to be believed.
5: But I think what's different is, like, having... I don't know what what, what list celebrity you'd call Banks, Dallas Howard, and Carl Weathers, but I mean, like, to have them <laughs> guest spot as directors... Adds like a level of intrigue, I guess, like a meta kind of level. Like, I'm interested to see kind of to Stevie's point, he asked, you know, how do you, how did I think Carl Weathers did? I was watching this episode saying, you know, how is Carl Weathers as a director? I, I don't know if it's distracting, but I, I feel like it's interesting. I look forward to seeing, seeing people in those different roles. This is 13th director credit.
1: Like, how much control? I don't know. It's almost like, a feather in carl weathers cap that he's the director and i question at this point how much that means they're directing versus how
2: you know what yeah, i mean because like, some of these action scenes like those have to be planned out way before they're working on those cgi effects a long time ago it's like carl weathers probably didn't have input and do uh, what the speeder bikes were doing going down the mountain.
0: Speeder bikes were so cool. That was the best part.
2: That 45 seconds of them flying down. When those were going sick. down the mountain, <laughs> I got
4: hyped. Yeah, that should be a video game.
3: I yeah. be cool. they crashed. Yeah. Like, like they're still not graceful, but I mean... <laughs> yeah.
4: That's against a nice touch, really. Two of the five, yeah, just out of commission before the battle even starts. I mean, seeing Carl Weathers like, on the gun control was like some Han Solo shit. Like... When he's like, I got one, I was thinking, Great kid, now don't get cocky. Mm-hmm. Don't get cocky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. I don't think anybody mentioned I saw Corey you posted something on Instagram about it, the the homage of from Bryce Dallas Howard to her father Ron Howard about like the Apollo thirteen. There's like an episode three, chapter eleven, they have like when they're re- entering the atmosphere, there's like three or four shots, like, right in a row. It's, like, somebody put a side-by-side of Apollo 13 and and the scene from Mando, and it's, like, shot for shot, almost exactly the same, and it's it's pretty cool to see.
5: It is, yeah. There's a little homage uh, to Bryce Dallas Howard in Solo. Uh, Ron Howard got her the job by directing this movie. That's oh. a slight Shh. little homage, <laughs> too. <laughs> That's a nice homage. Just- <laughs> It's a good callback. I'll do the movie if my daughter gets to direct more Disney TV shows. It's a little homage there. (laughs) Why do you hate Bryce Dallas Howard? I love Bryce Dallas Howard. I've never said anything against
1: him. It's Bryce Dallas slash Carl Weathers directing this episode with a strong John Favreau right on their right shoulder, just kind of maneuvering them about. <laughs>
2: Carl the Weathers sets. making is sure everything's is going all right, and John Favreau is clawing <laughs> Carl <laughs> Weathers' hand and writing words for him. Just
0: to see what's going to happen? <laughs> I love you, Mike you got yourself a stew um <laughs> let's go we sis to e sis and do our yes or no's uh kylo let's start with you yes
4: this is Corey kylo ren memes it's a yes on both this series is phenomenal uh like i said it felt so star wars in this most recent episode because of the uh the parallels and similarities uh the end of the episode was a little bit of dread which kind of got me excited actually with mandalorian being tracked uh, it just gets me on all fronts. The show looks great. It is great. It's fun. It's a it's a true Star Wars show, and it's it's great to see that Disney is doing something so well with Star Wars right now, and it's like pretty much universally loved. I really like that.
5: Uh, yeah, hard yes to both um, episodes. I think if we are we are halfway through season two, and I think that season two was even so far seems to be stronger than. Season 1, um, which was a really impossible feat. Just, I mean, hats off to John Favreau. Um, he's doing everything that Kathleen Kennedy didn't do for the sequel trilogy of movies and providing just the right amount of input and guidance uh, to the series. I... I love it. I look forward to Mando every week. Uh, Kylo uses the word, you know, hitting on all fronts. I I think that's kind of like the secret sauce of The Mandalorian. Like, that's what makes it so phenomenal that people with, you know, PK, Kylo, super nerd, Star Wars forum level knowledge can appreciate it. And my fiance, who's never seen a Star Wars movie, can appreciate it. That's that's fucking magic right there. That's really hard to do. So looking forward to the next one and the next podcast. Uh, yes and yes for me
3: uh superhero correspondent pk here yes for both for me um super cool seeing them merge the clone wars storylines into the live action world of star wars and i'm excited for you guys to check out clone wars if you haven't if you haven't and you're listening please do it's awesome um i also want to give a shout out to ludwig ludwig goran's because i don't think we've given enough praise about the music Mm. and the score on this pod yet because it's amazing every every episode has like different but subtly similar themes and he's been killing it with with the soundtrack so as for me can't wait to talk about it again in two weeks
2: uh yes two two very hard yeses i am super interested interested to see how many people are now going to start watching clone wars after the third episode because that was a great commercial to get people to get into that series (laughs) and i'm now interested in kind of watching it as well so i think i might do that and i like pk bringing up the uh, uh, ludwig he's that guy is seriously going to be massive he's he works with everybody all of the stuff that you like, he's doing the music for right now. He does the stuff for ATL with Gambino and the
3: Childish Gambino. Yes.
2: Yeah, and like he ended up doing Tenet because Hans Zimmer was only doing Dune. That was like the only movie he was not going to work with Christopher Nolan for, and he ended up getting the job. So Ludwig is definitely going to be massive uh, if he's not already. Um, so I like everything about this show. It's all great. The special effects were insane in the fourth episode, especially with the speeder bikes. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. I want to see some some new characters. I'm tired of seeing kind of like the same stuff, same planets. I just want to see all of the new stuff John Favreau can come up with. So <laughs> I'm ready for it. This
1: is Josh from Goshen. And I love, uh, Mikey, that you brought up how the Clone Wars is Going to be in such demand because rumor has it that in the very near future, you only have to be a stauncher level Patreon member. Let's go. So
5: much for so little.
1: (laughs) To get Clone Wars content from this podcast. So hopefully we can cash in on this Mando heyday. And I love both these episodes, I love where the series is going. Um, I think Gus from. Breaking Bad is a good boss. I think they have more secrets held back that they're going to continue revealing too. It's all very exciting. Too hard. Vigo Mortensen. Yeses.
0: Okay, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart. Um, I will give both these episodes. Uh, hard yeses. I like them both a lot. I just hope they stick away from. <sighs> having us learn more information than Mando does along the way. I mean, the next time we see Moff Gideon, I hope it's like face to face with, with Mando. I'm really sick of seeing, uh, holograms that Mando isn't involved in. That's just me. Um, episode four is probably my favorite episode of the entire series so far. I just love the action sequences. And I think PK brought this up earlier. Mando taking out that last fighter, like just coming like head to head with it and the sound effects of the TIE fighter and the Razor Crest was so much the shot fun. shot
3: of the wide, wide shot of them yes. like going straight at chicken, chicken while he's doing barrels so fucking cool. So cool. And like...
0: Do a barrel! Even like... <laughs> <laughs> like even happy? the people... <laughs> no, no, even boy. the people... uh <laughs> Even the people cheering on the ground, like I almost want to like cheer in my seat as well. Kind of remind me of the yippies from episode one, even though I hate those so much. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see how Yippee. this season ends. <laughs> and um, anything else to add? Yippee! Yippee. Robert Rodriguez,
5: <laughs> Robert Rodriguez, TV, confirmed upcoming director for Mando.
0: Okay, that means Baby Yoda has to get kidnapped then. The action's gonna be great, Baby Yoda's a goner. <laughs> Super pumped for that. Robert um, Rodriguez. Pat, do you have anything has coming down the? Written
2: l- plenty of space his- er, plenty of giant Hispanics. So, Mandalorian is right up his alley. <laughs> yes,
0: very much so. Pat, do we have anything coming down the line? Uh, well, first of all, Happy
5: Thanksgiving. Uh, Predator just came out. Uh, the next movie review will be The Snowman. Uh, and then I'm not sure what it's going to look like after that, but I can say that we are officially kicking off the process of getting ready to record our Lord of the Rings Two Towers episode. going to be an extensive Ooh. deep dive, multiple parts. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about in the Two Towers episode, feel free to slide on into our DMs. man will tell you about that and we'll make sure that we cover that coming up soon. You
1: have my sword. One other thing we got the nicest dm of all time on instagram from uh, uh, miss wutan we won't say her full name on here but she said mm-hmm. she's been listening to most of our backlog and would absolutely love it if we did 2011's girl with a dragon tattoo by david fincher um, ooh
4: <laughs> we just did that
5: yeah, i said that <laughs> I replied, we, we did the snowman, which is the exact same thing, but worse in every conceivable way. <laughs> and she seemed satisfied with that. So, yeah, good point, though. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Be like her. Go back. Listen to our bat catalog, because that's about to go away very, very soon. So if you want to listen to those old spoilers, now's your chance. You've been warned, staunchers.
0: I almost want to close out the episode with that. That was great, Pat.
5: <laughs> Thank you. That
0: was a great closing line. thank you for listening please DM us, send us a message on iTunes anything, let us know how we're doing give us a movie to review we will do it thank you for listening to this episode take it away, spoilers man Mando! Mando!
2: Spoilerman here our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com twitter is at spoilers underscore pod Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Oh, boy. Uh, good job editing this. this is I'm a fun am sorry,
3: because my audio like <laughs> fucked up a couple of times. So I had to, like stop and start a couple of times, but hopefully it doesn't sound terrible. It won't be bad. Yeah, that's fun. Let me get you the
5: link, PK. Yeah, good job, Stevie. That was fun. Thank
0: you. I right, you check know. your films later.
5: See ya, Stevie. See ready. Stevie. Get some sleep. Yeah. See you, bud. <gasps>
1: Stevie's fucking out. Got <laughs> <laughs> that link, PK? Yeah, the... Yep. Did you cool. just send it? Nice. I'll, yeah, I'll probably the... edit
5: this sure. tomorrow. get Predator it. a
3: day or so more to breathe. It's a good upgrade.
1: It's getting some plays,
3: Yeah. Uh, Josh, what are you up to like the next couple days? I might
1: have to stop by Monday, tomorrow, or Tuesday. And if I do, I'll definitely hit you up.
3: All right, yeah, let me know. I'll be there tomorrow from, like, 9 to noon. I'm setting up stuff for basketball. So just let me know. I'll be around. Josh. Yes, sir. My plan was to come up with... The
5: high level sections, but not write the summaries. Do you think that's a good start? I don't know, like, how you even want to. Like, did you watch the movie? Like, what's the best way to even start getting ready to do this? I'm at a loss. I was going to do it today, and I had no idea where to start, so I uh, just watched The Mandalorian again. <laughs> can instead.
1: we just send. Can we just have, like, a meeting between the two of us for, like, 15 minutes, and I think we could knock it out? Okay. Yeah. Because I. I know how to do it pretty quick, but the questions about personnel, what's, what's kind of confusing me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to jump in without knowing fully what I was getting into there. So
5: I'm off all week. So you just
3: you let me know. I have... You're off all week.
1: Nice. Yeah.
3: Oh and yeah, dude. That's a that's let's play Rocket League. Definitely. I was in Fort Wayne last couple days, so I'm down this week.
5: What's your your evening delight? Is that your name?
3: Yeah, that's my gamer tag. I don't know what my Rocket League name is. No, dude, you
2: guys gotta get Warzone. Warzone's fun. You're a Warzone
3: boy? Oh, no. I uninstalled Modern Warfare like a couple weeks ago.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) you uninstalled
3: it? Yeah. I hadn't played it since like season six came out or whatever. (laughs)
2: Just don't that play with Josh. Insane. He sucks at video games. He's not very good. <laughs> True as that may
1: be, I'm, I make <laughs> funny jokes when I die.
5: Every time I see, what's your dad's gamer tag? Fucking on it. It makes me want to load Fortnite, but I just can't. Can't do it. So
1: lame. He's on all the time.
5: Bro. All right. I'll see you guys later.
3: Yeah. Happy right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy see
1: Thanksgiving. you guys later. See ya. That was spoilers.